Well, hello. You are listening to the Swinging Flamingo Podcast. This is a sexually explicit podcast, and you must be 18 to listen unless you want to share an awkward listening experience with your parents. This is not professional advice. This is our opinion based on our journey through the swinging lifestyle. So, are you ready to flamingo with us? Ta-da! Guess who's back? Tell them who we are, babe. We are the Swinging Flamingos, and we are still flamingling. I'm Lee. And I'm Kimmy. And if you're a follower, welcome back. Here we are once again. If you're new, what the fuck's been your holdup? Where have you been? Hopefully you've been listening to us if you've ran across this one, because it's been a while since we've recorded. Where have we been? We've been all over. Now, let's just take a little back history. It has been, what, since July since we recorded last? No, I think it was September. No, I'm pretty sure it was July it was because it was the Naughty New Orleans episode was our last episode. We'll split it. We'll say it was in August. Okay, I'll give you benefit of the doubt. So, where have we been and why have we been missing? Let's get touch base on that a little bit. Well, for one, I have gone back to work, and so finding time to record with my new hectic schedule is a little bit harder than we thought, and getting back into a routine. Your job has a completely different schedule than what it has in our previous years, and then we have two boys living back with us, so it's been a little crazy. We can't exactly invite them in to listen while we're recording. No, not at all. So there's always been something going on. Let's get into another thing, and I'm going to kind of be a little vague on this, but after the Oklahoma City pool party, I'm just going to say my mental state of health took a little bit of a left turn there for a bit. More like a hard left turn, let's be very honest. Yeah, my anxiety had a pretty good flare-up again, and when my anxiety flares up, it puts everything at a test. Puts our marriage at a test, puts friendships at a test. I'm not on my A game, for lack of better terms. I explained it to someone the other day. It's kind of like a little fine feather or something trying to flush down a toilet. It just keeps going around and around and around, and you can't get it out of the damn toilet. That is the most bizarre fucking analogy (laughs) I've ever heard. (laughs) You just can't get it out. (laughs) Are you saying I'm like the turd that won't go away? Sometimes, yes. Well, with that, kind of me being self-destructive, one of the things that I really questioned doing was this podcast. We've been going on three years now, and it just didn't feel like it was a worthwhile endeavor for me. So I'd actually had it in my mind that we were going to be done at the end of the year. Well, and a lot of people don't realize is that we do not get paid to do this. We do it just to get everyone thinking and to have a good time and to hear our stories. You know, we're not out there. This isn't our job. And as we said before, it's fun, but it's not who we are. So I've really questioned when things were going bad in my life, if this was something I wanted to find time with you to do. But when we went to our pod bash in October, I think your mind changed. Yeah, you could say that. The people that came up to us that we never knew that were giving us compliments on the show. And again, we don't take this very serious. This isn't who we are. This is just something we happen to do. But it kind of felt like we touched people in all honesty. And that may sound goofy and conceited, but when you sit around and talk to people and they said, oh, you know, this really helped me or that got me thinking, we do reach people. Well, and I don't think you realized the reach that we had. And then we have a lot of our loyal listeners that, when are you guys doing your next podcast? What are you guys going on? What's, you know, what's your next topic? And I think that the last few months, you've heard that a lot from a lot of our friends and you've kind of stepped back and taken that in. So thank you guys for helping me help you. 
to have a Flamingo podcast still. We got blasted at Podbash. Everybody's like, what is your holdup? Where is the next issue? You guys are usually semi-accurate with your timing and we've been out of the loop. My mental state wasn't there. Turning on the microphones and talking about lifestyle was the last thing we wanted to do. Well, and some of you that listen to his topic on the anxiety understands that I can't push and have him go through something because it only causes that feather to keep spinning around the toilet toilet bowl. You've got to change that. You've got to come up with something better. (laughs) I don't know what that is all about. Feather in the commode. I like it. We better be saying the shit emoji because I like the shit emoji normally. Oh, God. (laughs) Well, you actually mentioned our anxiety episode. Someone online was talking about having anxiety, and I knew I was having a flare up, and I actually went back and listened to our episode, which is something I don't normally do. We produce an episode, and we forget all about them, honestly. No, you do. I listen to them. Okay. Well, I, I went back and listened to our anxiety episode, and here it is two years later, and the stuff that I'm going through again now was what I was going through or had brought up two years ago. So it was kind of a educational for me to hear stuff that I put out there. And when I really started doubling back and putting the processes in play that I mentioned in that episode, things started to improve for me a little bit. I have to say I'm in a pretty good state of mind now. Things are much better than they were midsummer. Yeah, and they're definitely better between us and have to still pack up some of the little damages that were done. We're still trying to fix that. But if you don't have the ups and downs in marriage and in life, then you're not growing. Let's just say that. Getting back to the Podbash topic for just a second and the people that reached out to us, we also want to say thank you to everybody that brought us little gifts or trinkets. That was, again, that was really touching. I was I was probably in a bad place and people said, hey, I, I saw this and thought of y'all, which meant a lot to us, regardless of what they brought us. Yes. I really like my flamingo glasses that I got and I drink from those a lot. And I also- You just drink a lot. I do. Especially nowadays with my job, I drink a lot. And the popcorn did not last long. I'll say that. It didn't last long enough for me to even get any. I'll put it that way. (laughs) I I forgot we had that. (laughs) Well, someone at Podbash mentioned when we were hanging out in the pool that it was probably hard for us as having a little bit of pseudo fame to meet people and how we had to interact. And I, I really had to stop them, you know, just based on what we're going through and just say, hey, to us, this is no pseudo fame. We don't consider ourselves any different than we did 10 years ago, 20 years ago when we first got into this. Told him we would be talking to and pursuing and playing with the exact same people, regardless if we have this show or not. The fact that we have this show is not going to affect who we talk to or who we don't talk to. No, I like to talk to anyone and everyone. And those of you that have been around me probably realize that. I mean, I even talk to people on the street just going to get coffee. <laughs> and I have to say that unlike some other people, we do not use our podcast like, oh, we have a podcast. Could we get this for free? Could we get in? Could we do this? We will pay if we're going to a club. We pay to go into the club because that's how we are. We are Lee and Kimmy before we are the Flamingos. I get a kick out of some of these podcasts that will miss a month or et cetera. And pop it back up and be like, hey, I'm sure everybody's wondering where we're at. We didn't want to start our episode like that. Because when I hear somebody say that, I'm like, no, nobody really gives a fuck. Uh, I think you're overrating how important you think you are. And that's definitely not us. There you go. Talking trash. Well, you already started it. I did not. Have you ever noticed these people that are always talking about being the center of attention or putting on a show or people you typically don't want to see putting on a show? Yep. I have noticed that. People always think that I do that. And I'm like, no, I'm that way no matter what. You're actually more crazy without a large amount of alcohol in you. Yeah. I think when you get a lot of alcohol in you, kind of like coffee to sleep, it slows you down. Yeah. 
Well, and it's like when we go, when we dance on the dance floor, like we did at Podbash, um, people don't realize that I start drinking water. I quit drinking if I'm going to dance because I get crazy and I bounce a lot. Alcohol just makes it worse and makes me sick. <laughs> well, in our absence, you and I have actually taken a little bit of a break from the lifestyle. Things weren't good in my head. So you made the right call that, hey, if, if I'm not on my A game, I probably shouldn't be around people that we're wanting to maintain friendships and relationships with because it, it can affect and have a burden on them as well. Well, and we always give the advice. If you have something going on personally or in your relationship, then you don't need to play. If you and I are having issues because of your anxiety spin out, then we don't need to be trying to play with someone and then it just goes sideways. So it was best we just stepped out for a little bit. It was some good downtime for us. I think we got to reconnect and focus on our marriage a little bit before we got back into the swing of things. Yes, we did. <laughs> I knew you were waiting for me to say that. <laughs> no, you're good. Just going over a couple of things we did. You know, we went on some dates, just us, reconnecting. Went to the movies a couple of times, which were big movie buffs as well as foodies. Yeah, I got back to um, working on the car, hot rod. We went and listened to some bands and just kind of did some random stuff that I like to do. Well, in addition to that, you celebrated a birthday over our little hiatus from the lifestyle. Yes, I'm 21 times two. You're old enough to drink twice over. I'm so excited. Well, someone we met the other day didn't realize you had a kid that was old enough to drink. I know. I have two kids old enough to drink. That's crazy to think. They can actually go partying with us now. Well, one of our friend's kid that was as old as my baby <laughs> was trying to hit on me. And I was like, yeah, I don't know about this. Thank you for thinking I'm that young looking, though. Is that a hard no for you, someone your kid's age? Yes. But through your journey of trying to refigure who you are and everything, I think you've kind of gone through a, a midlife crisis. You've gone through a little one before, but I think your anxiety pushed you into another one. But you have a new journey coming up that you've kind of been into, and a lot of people have noticed a physical appearance change. Yeah, even over the last... 18 months to two years, I've done a lot of recomping on my body. Uh, as we've mentioned before, I did strength sports, powerlifting, and strongman, and I was getting hurt and injured so much that finally I just said, hey, I want to look good naked at 50 and have made some pretty good strides to the point where people are pushing me to eventually do a competition. Matter of fact, I took you to your first bodybuilding competition over our break. Yeah, I've gone to the powerlifting ones with you, but not like a actual swimsuit fitness one. You still don't have a grip of what's going on. No, I don't. It's basically like a human livestock show. So what was your thoughts on it? Um, it made me feel bad that I don't lift <laughs> and work out. Oh, come on now. You look better than most of those girls on stage. It made, made me realize how no muscles I have. Yeah, so we got there late and we missed the men's judging. So there for the night show, we got there early and they went through the five hours worth of different women's divisions and they got up to the men's division and Kimmy's like, we need to move closer. I'm like, okay, I can't see anyway. Then she pulls out this big roll of ones. I'm like, wait a minute, babe. We're not at Chippendales here. Put that shit back. Well, I it's mean, like, what are you, the fuck are you doing here? Their bottoms were about as big as mine when I go to the pool. So, of course, what do you think? Those are made to put dollars in and hundreds just so the next person that sees me at the pool. <laughs> now, going forward with that, you know, I have to really ask myself, I have self-esteem and anxiety issues. So... Me now being judged on my looks basically for three hours out of a whole year's prep on stage in front of a couple hundred people in my underwear with all the extra supplements and whatever else I have to take to get that level. Is that a good fit or not? 
underwear. It's more like a freaking thong. G-string, yeah, not no, even a thong. It's like tiny. I've been looking and listening to Coach, and the one that owns the gym locally has put a couple guys on the Mr. Olympia stage, and I've been trying to work with him. And I told you the other day, he had me strip down my underwear in front of the gym and ran me through some poses. <laughs> and I was like, well, I've been, you know, we were at Secrets three weeks before, so I, it wasn't that odd. Seeing I've been, you know, somewhat naked there. It wasn't as bad, but it still wasn't pleasant. Now, this isn't a little hometown you know hometown commercial gym it's a hardcore i mean i've seen more nudity in this gym than i do most of the swinger parties we go to you're gonna start getting uh dms where's this gym out maybe i should go and yeah. <laughs> walk okay you're not going to walk the treadmill there they will kick you out let me put it that way but i i do admit i was a little bit self-conscious stripping down in front of a gym full of people in my underwear i was like well you're like you did that i'm like yeah he, he was wanting to see me pose and see what i had to work on most of you guys know he does a lot of naked pictures in the gyms and so i said did you have underwear even on were they presentable underwear was it a <laughs> did you have your g-string on already no i was in boxers so it wasn't bad that may be an upcoming endeavor like say a couple of people at Podbash really encouraged me to jump on that train as well so it, it was nice to hear Podbash and all in all was a good motivator for me on a lot of different levels especially what i came out of from the summer well and we always say that a lot of these events that we go to they really help us grow and try different things and so this one was definitely for something you needed to refocus and regroup and just on your life stuff, I would say, not even just lifestyle. Let's get into the pod bash stuff in detail a little bit later. But before we do, let's talk about before we even go to pod bash. We had a little excitement at the airport, which we always do for some odd reason. I was going to say, we can't have a trip without a good airport story. Now, this one doesn't involve me getting jacked ass drunk for once. I was I was maintaining myself. Or me getting searched through security, which it was almost like I stood there for a long time like, what's happening? We're through security in 30 seconds? What happened? That was the easy part. Where it started going crazy and we had a late flight is we were sitting there waiting probably 30, 45 minutes for our flight to come in. And a group of travelers came off and were reboarding. And one of the guys that walked off and then went to walk back on, they started asking to search his luggage. Or measure his luggage, rather. Now, granted, he just walked off the plane with it. Now they were going to charge him $50 because it was oversized. You had to exit the airplane and then get back on. And so he literally walked off, turned around, got back in line, and then walked right back on. And he had a flute, an instrument, and they were telling him he had to check it. And he was like, no. I just got off your airplane. He went to a big screaming fit, and rightfully so. And he was like, I just walked off this plane, and you're wanting to charge me an extra $55. Yeah, and so 40 minutes after he was screaming, the security came. 40 minutes. Yeah, there wasn't much reaction time on that. No. They jacked this poor guy over, and like I say, he was having a screaming cuss fit, and rightfully so. And he was at the point where it was like, I will pay this $55 fucking dollars if someone will just acknowledge that it's bullshit. And yeah. us, us listening, we're like, we acknowledge it. It's bullshit. I think he wanted a supervisor to just <laughs> Everyone say. Everyone was clapping in yeah. the seats in the background, literally. We finally got on the flight. The guy had to wait. All's well that ends well for us, at least. So we got in late Tuesday, and then Wednesday, you went to the gym as normal, right? Yeah. What did you do? Get up and do some jogging? No, I got up and got ready and shaved because we were going to go to the nude resort. Or beach, nude beach that day, huh? So we made it over to Playa Linda Beach, which was the nude beach we hit a year ago this time, actually. 
and we knew that there was probably going to be some damage to the area just due to the recent hurricanes. And when we went in uh, the gates to the park, there were signs saying that the last seven beaches were closed. So I asked where the nude beach was, and the guy was like, we don't have a nude beach. I said, where are you allowed to take your clothes off at? He said, the clothing optional is Beach 7. I was like, seriously? He was strict about that, though. He was like, we don't have a nude beach. It's like, well. I was like, because I'm going to pull into um, Pier 1 and go strip down. So you better tell me which one I can strip down at. Pier 1, isn't that a clothing store or a <laughs> furniture store? That's Pier 51. Oh, okay. What is it, Pier 3, Pier 51? I don't, I don't know. Pier 1? I, I don't know. I think it's Pier 1. <laughs> my bit. So we were sitting there, laid down, all stretched out in the sand, getting comfy. And then I hear someone hollering at us. You're like, hey, there's so-and-so and so-and-so, L and A. And I said, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you they were coming, too. I knew they were going to be there. I didn't know if it was going to be the same time. Yeah. I was like, well, thank goodness you pre-warned me. What if I had something crazy happening? No. I wouldn't have had anything crazy happening. (laughs) There was like six of us on the beach that day. I don't know what you were going to get into. LNA had brought another couple that was local, and then it was good. Like, I enjoyed getting to know them. Well, we left them a little bit early and did our normal bit of going and checking out a few pier-side restaurants, beach-side restaurants, and bars. We went on an oyster and drink tour, let's be honest. Now, the people that we know that live on the coasts, they're not going to be near as impressed with oyster pursuits as we are. I think just because we live so far inland, we don't get good oysters. There's a difference. Well, luckily, the bars were still in good shape or had rebounded mm-hmm. since the hurricanes. We went to the one we went to the year before, the sandbar, and luckily I didn't get near as fucked up as I did the year before. There was no drunk text to any of our friends at 2 a.m. No, but you still were feeling pretty good. To the point I let you drive. Yep, again. So, you ready to stop talking about nonsense and getting into the meat and potatoes of the secrets trip? What? We're not um, 45 minutes in and have talked about nonsense yet? We're pretty close. <laughs> yes, let's start talking about Podbash. I guess before we get, talk about Podbash event, we need to talk a little bit about secrets. We got asked last year by Frederick and Barbie to do a review. Brian and Brenna had mentioned that we do a podcast as well, and they said, oh, we'd like you to review it. But Brian and Brenna warned them, and they said, hey, Lee and Kimmy are very blunt and very honest about what they say. There's not any sugarcoating. And I think our review this year is probably going to be a little less sugar-coated than it would have been last year. I think that the difference is that last year, I feel like it was a little bit better than this year. Um, Wait, what part? The, the whole, resort? The review. Okay. Um, probably because we were new. I don't even know. I think they were trying harder last year than they did this year. Let me put it that way. I don't think they could have tried any less hard this year, so let's go ahead. <laughs> last year, let's talk about we... The check-in process, we talked about how it took a long time, but come this year, it wasn't as long for us. I think that that's got to be just the newbie process is what we're thinking. There's some paperwork you have to fill out as far as legalities and consent, etc. So I think that slows down the process. Jace and Bella were in front of us this year, and I know they hadn't been before, and it seemed like their check-in time was taking forever compared to ours when we got up to the counter finally. Yeah, ours was just a normal check-in. It was really quick, so that's good if you are a repeat customer, let me put it that way. And they did have two people working at this year versus one last year, and i got to say both of them were super friendly and seemed on top of their game. The, yes. one, the one that was there last year acted like they pulled her off the street and she was irritated to be there. So it was a little bit more of a struggle last year. 
Let's talk about rooms. I was actually pleased with our room. It actually looked better in person than it did in the pictures. Yeah, it wasn't the Polynesian room that, that my favorite twink, Adam, from the Naked Relationship got. I'm still <laughs> pissed about that. We didn't go invade their room like we said we would. No, they locked it up tight. I tried to take them popcorn and they didn't even answer the door. Bastards. Yeah, but we had fun in our room. I'm kind of glad we ended up in our room. It was good for the week. Good good location and fun one to party out of. Well, like I say, if, if you haven't been, check out the website. They have different themed rooms. You know, Some of them are just plain, almost hotel-style rooms. They have a new pool that they are building and renovating, which we've seen it online for 18 months being built and renovated. It doesn't seem to make any progress. No, and they keep saying, it'll be ready next month. It'll be ready next month. Far from it. Yeah, but it's going to be nice when it is finished. I will say that, though. For the newbies, definitely spend the money to get a themed room. I think... It would be worth it. I know that a lot of times you're like, oh, I'm spending all this money. You know, I'm going to go with the cheap room. You'll be disappointed when you get there. Everyone that we've talked to usually is. For a first timer, I think if we went just down to party for an event or a takeover that we weren't hosting or doing something, I would be fine with a regular room. Don't you? No. No? Okay. Well, (laughs) Miss Bougie, then I guess we're getting the good one from now on. Their food, everyone enjoyed again. And last year I didn't eat their hamburger so I did make sure I got a bite of it this year, and everything was good. Again. Who did you steal a random hamburger from? So I know you didn't order one. <laughs> I ate a lot of people's food again. Jesus. You're like that feral cat that just comes around and everybody feeds. <laughs> they feel bad for me. This poor girl looks malnourished. I think Lee's eating all the food. Let's feed her. I get food and drinks. They're Jesus. Like, she needs help. <laughs> You're like these kids that Sally Struthers wants you to sponsor for two cents a day. Poor third world country kids. That's you. (laughs) Like, oh, here's poor Kimmy. She needs to eat. (laughs) They don't want me hangry or drinking. (laughs) And on that that note, God bless everybody that fed her so I didn't have to deal with her hangry. (laughs) God bless you. Let's stay on the food for just a second. I would say your options are pretty limited there. I mean, it's typical bar food. It is decent, but if you're wanting a nice meal, there's not much in the general vicinity. I ate at Denny's a couple times just so I could eat some clean chicken breast and rice and veggies. I did that a couple mornings, but there's nothing really close by. Two options you do have is one, we recommend renting a car. I think, you know, the amount you're going to spend on an Uber from the airport to the hotel and then back will almost break even there with the Uber. Plus, you know, you can kind of go to the liquor store, the food store, etc., The rooms do have refrigerators in them, so it's easy to stock up on your own liquor for the room as well as food. And if you don't choose that option, then I guess Uber Eats is your best option. Yeah. So now let's talk about something, an unpleasant. We we talked about some good. Now let's talk about some bad. Let's talk about staff. I don't even know where I want to go with this one. Good and bad? I'll jump in then. So we have a big group. And definitely over a couple hundred people for sure. They know we're coming. All the rooms are booked out, and we have one bartender, overwhelmed, no fault of his own. He was overwhelmed because, as you guys know, in the lifestyle, everyone likes to drink. We drink a lot. We drink heavy. And so they needed more bartenders. Then they had a few bartenders that did show up and wait staff, and they did not care. They were not friendly. They did not care Like, I would have bought more drinks from them, but they just took their time. 
They were just, whatever, rude. Let me put it that way. I'll agree with you there. The staff is very hit or miss. There's some of the security ones that are super fun to talk to and get to know. I say the guy that cleans the grounds every morning, he's always super friendly when you come out of your room. The bartenders, about 50-50. Yeah. If, if that. Some of them are super cool. Some of them are, they're hired for their looks and that's it. Well, security, um, I think is fun. And even the lady that, the main lady that does the door security, <sighs> she's tough, but I actually like her because I talk to her quite a bit and we just, you know, she's actually really cool. She's doing her job. You've had better luck than most people have with her. <laughs> I guess on the staff, I'd give them two and a half stars out of five. That's literally the way I feel. I, I might even go two just because the ones that are rude or terribly rude. That is basically a service industry job. So if you don't want to deal with people and do a job, why the fuck are you in that industry? I have to say, I really felt like the whole resort had gone downhill in between the year that we had been there. Yeah. Which I know part of that's maintenance. Like say some of the rooms were in bad shape. Brian and Brenna, we had the room next to them and they actually went through and put a blanket on our couch because it was ripped up and tore up. Uh, the headboard was falling off. He had them screw the headboard to the wall. There was just a bunch of little things like that. And Brian brought up, he said, you've got a podcaster with a bunch of listeners. You have a shit room like this for them. They're going to put it on there and you're going to look like asses. And guess just, what? <laughs> we are. Yep. But here's the problem is that the owners do take care of the room. But I'm like, dude, the owners know of what's happening in these rooms. That's what I suggested. And later we'll talk about our room having a little more damage in just a little bit. Well, we've got a story later where I was out of pocket for a little bit and you saw something going on poolside that kind of alarmed you that you brought up to me later. Well, one of the nights, one of our friends witnessed this. Looking back, I did witness what he had saw also. But then the second night, I witnessed it firsthand. There was a man there with females. And some of the crowd would come up, hand him cash, and then the female would leave. There is no reason that we have prostitution going on in a lifestyle event. Well, it's not necessarily a lifestyle event, it's just they're taking advantage of a sexual situation where it would kind of go unnoticed. You know, with the exception of them handing the cash, how do you prove that? Yeah, and then... Which, coming off a fresh uh, trolling on Twitter, we're not opposed to sex work as long as it's consensual. It's your body, you can do what you want with it, but when women or men are in between are being forced to prostitute themselves against their will, that's a, that's a totally different scenario. Well, and that's... That's also no different than in the lifestyle. If one of the partners is forcing the other partner to be in the lifestyle and to have sex with other people, we are against that. Wow, that's a good point. It's not just for the exchange of money. This is also, you know, we see this in the lifestyle a lot. Spouses will get in and they'll force their other partner to sleep with someone or do this or that. And we just, no, we tell them, no, don't do it. If, it, if you don't agree and you don't want to do it, you do not do it. Good stuff, babe. I know sometimes I have good stuff. You got real good stuff. I'm going to get some of that good stuff later. Only if you bring me food. <laughs> so if anybody wants to contribute two cents a day to feed a starving blonde, please uh, <laughs> please Venmo us. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so let's get into the title of this show. Let's talk about some pod bash. Now I want to start off by thanking Brian and Brenna for including us in this the second year. Yes, we definitely love the Front Porch Swingers. They're really great people, and if you don't know them, definitely check them out. They're on all platforms. I'm sure everybody fucking knows them. <laughs> I know. I <laughs> still got to plug it in. Yeah. Do the due diligence, but everybody knows who the <laughs> fuck they are. Everybody knows who they are. 
Well, I'm actually going to say at the Oklahoma City pool party, I had a guy come up to me and said, hey, you're that guy from that that did that interview with Brian, right? I said, yeah, that's me. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't your lead from the Flamingos. He's like, hey, you're that guy. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll take it. What, whatever, whatever gets my name out there. You never know. We could have the first time listener wondering. Check out Front Porch Swingers. They have different views. Um, maybe one of our maybe us. one of our listeners in Cambodia that we question why we have listeners in Cambodia have heard of us and not the <laughs> Front Porch Swingers. You never know. So let's talk. The first night we got there, we had a meet and greet, which was, I think, I believe Thursday. Yes. And we still had people coming in and everything. Thursday is my favorite night because it's when everyone's kind of getting to know people. Everyone's relaxed. You're, it's, you kind of have your nerves up, but you're still relaxed. But then once you get to around everyone, you realize, dude, these people are cool as fuck. And how many people did we meet at last year and this year that start off with saying, hey, this is our first big event and we're like, welcome. But I also think it's a very welcoming first event. Yes. You, know, you know, I brought up the fact that two years in, these people were, were communicating with them either via text or Facebook or Twitter or Telegram. They are literally like friends and family. And when you start coming in on Thursday and start seeing everybody roll in, that's really how you feel. It's like a family reunion of family that you actually want to see. Not that crazy aunt that uh, pinches your cheeks all the time. Yeah, or you're nervous about, oh, who are we going to meet? Um, this group, they do a telegram group right before the event, about six months out, I would say. They do it year-round. We're still going. Oh, well, I, I jumped <laughs> off there. Welcome, Kim. <laughs> From that, I've had people reach out to me just checking in, especially when you're having your downtime. Um, we've had someone that was just like, hey, I found something. I thought you would need this, and I really love the bag that she gave me because I use it quite a bit, you know, and I have a good connection with them and hung out with them quite a bit. And it's just a good way to really get to know people. It's a comfortable environment. And with that, I know a lot of people kind of came into it and we had some talks with some people and they asked us as well, do you have a bucket list for the week? I think this was a place that was comfortable and safe space for like-minded people that they can start checking some of these off their bucket list. It's not, it's a big takeover. It has grown to be a big takeover, but it's, it's still family and friends. Well, and that's one thing on the meet and greet night, our group was talking about bucket list and there was a girl there that she had a bucket list of 15 things. It was crazy. And then as the week went or the weekend went on, I kept kind of checking in with her. So how's your bucket list? How's your bucket list? And she got probably half of the stuff checked off. It was interesting. And then one of them, she was like, oh, I'm waiting to try this. And I was like, here, let me get you in touch with this person because I know this person might be into this. We're weird that way. People ask us what's on our bucket list and we're kind of a go with the flow. I can't say if you threw something out, we would say yes or no on it. But we don't really sit down and, you know, we always joke about the orgy. We just we want the right people for our orgy. That it, it might could have happened that week if we'd really tried or started asking around. I think that'd been the place to ask around yeah, people definitely. that are that are like minded and we're comfortable with already. I think for the bucket list for me is sometimes you get these ideas in your head, and I mean, is it really realistic? Like, would I really enjoy this? Do I really want to do it, or do I just think that I need to want to do that? And that's how that's where I struggle with the bucket list. Is I'm not going to be like you know what? I want to run a train. No, in reality, I really don't want to run a train. I'm a little different on the bucket list. We have our likes and ours are pretty vanilla, basically two by two or maybe a few more people in there, but we just, we don't go out on the extremes. Now, if you popped up and said, do you want to try this? We, and it was the right couple at the right time. 
and we were in the right state of mind, I, it might happen. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of. If, if there's enough guys that you like that we're having fun with that night, you might do a train. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that's the thing is that it's, we were sitting there talking. I was talking with one of the husbands at one point and he was like, well, you know, asking about the bucket list. And I was like, I really don't have anything. I was like, but I do want to try this. And then he was like, oh my gosh, my wife has done that. And so she, he pulled her over and she was telling me all about this. And I'm like, yeah, I definitely want to try that. So I guess that's on my bucket list, but I'm not going to, I don't know. I'm just like, if I happen to do it, I do. But we're very impulse. I, I would say that. And that's probably why we don't have a bucket list. Because if we're kind of like, yeah, I want to pour some hot wax all over uh, Lee's penis, then I'm going to go do it. Wait a minute. Consent, bitch. <laughs> oh, wait, you, you can do whatever you want to the dick. Just don't hurt the balls. That's the rule. <laughs> now, talk about impulses and out of the blue, but necessarily wasn't on my bucket list. I guess we can talk about my first buy experience. But it was on someone else's bucket list. <laughs> yeah, it was somebody else's. It wasn't mine. So we can, now I talk about my first buy experience. How many people you think go click and have gone ahead and turned off this podcast? No, people are like, all right, we want oh, to hear God. this. Oh, God. I guess I better spill the beans. So my favorite twink, Adam from the Naked Relationship, has always hit on me. And he'll just call randomly or text and be like, are you sure you don't want to be by? And I'm always like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I didn't wake up today thinking I needed some dick. So that's that's not me. <laughs> but I was going to do it last year just to fuck with them. We've been friends for over a year now. And when we caught them Thursday, he comes rolling up. And he's like, hey, Kimmy, give me a kiss. Kimmy gave him a kiss. And just being his normal self, he's like, hey, Lee, give me a kiss. So before he had a chance to do anything, I just grabbed him by the face and laid one on him. And he kind of just stood there stunned and was like, I don't even know what to say or do after that. (laughs) It was funny. Yeah, he was just like, oh, you really fucking did it. I didn't think that was going to (laughs) happen. Now, the part from there is his wife was pissed because she missed it all. We made Adam's weekend. Let me put it that way. He kept saying, hey, you sure you don't want to go to the room? I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty positive. That's that's as far as I'm going for now. So that's it. You can tune back in if you turned off. Not as graphic as what you thought it would be. No. Like you said, the meet and greet is usually the one of the starting points of the week. And again, I was trying to manage my alcohol and food. And I started off being like, yeah, we're not going to drink anything tonight. And a 200-plus-dollar bar tab later, it, it proved me otherwise. I woke up that next morning with a hell of a hangover, too. That's what's funny is that we're like, yeah, we're we're not going to close down the bar. We're not going to drink. And then guess what? It's expensive. It's a long night. Last call for alcohol, bitches. Get out. (laughs) So to knock the edge off my hangover, Friday I get up, as I usually do, in the a.m. and go to the gym down the street. And go on a liquor run for us. We were not real motivated on doing anything for the room crawl or poker run and all that, but... Luckily, the room we had had a margarita, big margarita machine in it. So I said, all right, we're going to take full advantage of this. You can't have a margarita machine and not do margaritas. That's like you can't have a sex wing and not sit in the sex wing. We'll get to that. (laughs) Luckily for me, the liquor store was two doors down from the gym I go to there in Kissimmee. Worked out pretty damn well. So while you were gone, I got up to do my coffee and the tan as I normally do. And then... One of the girls was like, hey, we're all going to go down here. And I'm like, what are you guys taking me to? Like, I have no idea. And they're like, oh, just grab a towel. We're going to go down. So I would say there was probably 30 of us females. We go. Sounds sounds good so far. uh Uh-huh. We go into the club and the girl that asked all of us down there, she decided to do kind of a meditation. And this meditation was for centering your uterus 
and not having an angry uterus, I guess, because we hold a lot of stress in our uterus. I don't know what any of that means. I don't know any of these words. Yes. So we did kind of a meditation. It was really good. Is your uterus angry now? Considering the fact I don't have a uterus, (laughs) my uterus is not angry. It was angry years ago. (laughs) So I removed that bitch. (laughs) I don't know where the G-spot is, much less the uterus. Come on now. (laughs) But I really enjoyed it. And she was going to um, do like a little video for us. It was very relaxing. I like meditation and stuff. Can you relax my uterus? Your Eureka. <laughs> okay. Ooh. I think we'll pass on that. <laughs> so anyways, that's where I disappeared too when you came back and you were like, where are you at? So Friday things started really picking up. People were showing up left and right. You and I spent a lot of time tanning. That's where we typically start our day is poolside tanning. Yeah. Not, not being snob or anything. We just like to get our sun in, especially Florida sun where it's nice and warm. But it also helps you with your anxiety to kind of go out get by poolside, relax a little bit, and then get into the... Yeah, that's a good point. I can start talking to people at my own pace as they walk by or they come up, and I'm not necessarily thrown into the pool or hot tub where the conversation and action's a lot wilder. Yeah. That is a good point. And then talking about people talking to us, I don't know how I feel about this. People recognized you by your voice and kept coming up to you and be like, oh my gosh, I recognize your voice. And they recognized me by my eagle laugh. Yeah. How many people said, we love your little evil giggle. And I said, that's right. I never considered it evil, but it does come off as that. You do sound like a sinister uh, villain. There you go. Oh, I don't even realize that I do that, but I do. (laughs) Yeah, you do. Then we got told we're better looking in person than they thought. Which was flattering. <laughs> Some people said, y- y'all really need to do a OnlyFans. And I'm like, oh, God, no. It's like, we're, we do good to turn on the microphones. Now, we do post pictures on Instagram and Twitter. And I think we are literally at the point, if you wanted to see something from us, we would probably just trade pictures with you rather than paying for it. I'm still thinking the foot thing, though. I could do a lot of stuff with my feet. <laughs> that is still still a bit. Something to look into. Anyways, anyways, let's get back to our topic. We- we tend to get sidetracked. Going back to the pool, they had a hell of a pool game that day. That uh, Again, Brian ended up emceeing most of the event. I believe, according to their podcast, they were supposed to have an entertainer in, and they did, didn't They didn't get them. So yeah. Mr. Mr. Brian did a really good job. Oh, yeah. And he I, kept it going in it. Plus, it kind of added some, in our opinion, some uh, personality. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is here, but he, he was basically hosting the event plus emceeing it. So I thought that was kind of a personal touch. Yeah, I actually liked him emceeing it, even though I know he didn't, (laughs) but I enjoyed it. He didn't give himself enough credit. He did a really good job. Yeah. One of the games that they did, they did several that day. You must have checked out. But one of the games that we both really liked and we thought was different is a couples game. Do you want to explain it or you want me to? I'll take it right quick. At each end of the pool, they had males at one end and females at the other. They cleared everybody out of the middle. And basically what happened is the males had to swim down to the far end. They had to strip down. Their spouses had to strip down. They had to switch outfits. So now the guy has to put on the woman's bikini and then swim back to the other end. And whoever made it back first won. Oh, my gosh. It was the funniest thing. Number one, it was funny because they're in this pool and you have probably six, seven guys trying to swim on top of each other because they were trying to swim on top of each other. (laughs) Which was funny because some of these guys weren't exactly good swimmers anyway. Yeah. And so then they have to crawl out and then they start putting on this little bitty tiny swimsuit. Yeah, chances are their wife's not wearing much. Yeah, 
And so they're like falling out the side, hanging out, you know, like the G string was a serious situation for some of these guys. Let me put it that way. And then they had to have a bra or a top on. So that was even funnier. And then some of their shorts were hanging off their wives. I think I wear less than you. So I might've actually been putting on more clothes if I put on your outfits. (laughs) They kept trying to get us to do it, but I was like, I don't have any tops. (laughs) I have no tops. Sorry. You packed for a nude resort. So you had little G string bottoms and that was it. Yep. So that night was the room crawl, and if you're not familiar with what a room crawl is, basically, it's basically just a, everybody walks around and does little room parties, does a little tours of the rooms. As we mentioned before, each one of them are kind of themed roomed. Now, I'm going to talk about ours and the next couple hooked onto ours. Basically, going left to right, you had us, and then Brian and Brennan next door, one of the friends with a twist next to them, and then the other friends with a twist there down to the end. And then actually, our old room connects to that too there's five rooms that connect by doors yeah but what was neat about these four that were in line is i was told later they basically these four follow a theme ours was kind of a beach mm-hmm. and had some surfboards and swings sex swing as well as regular swings yeah playground swings and then brian and brenna's was like the front of a cave and then the friends with a twist were deeper into the cave until you came out the other side and someone pointed that to me later that if you walk you know through all four of them in succession through the middle doors that's basically what it's uh, looks to represent but the room crawl seemed to be a big success our margarita machine i i was wearing it out we were doing mai tais and piña coladas i was pouring drinks left and right i slipped away at one point and went and found another room that i came back with a straight whiskey the single guy that Brian and Brenna mentioned Yeah, you yep. came back and like, oh, is this for me? You're like, no, this is mine. And he had the big uh, rocks ice cube in it and everything. He, he had you done upright. Yeah. Now we found a new whiskey that you like as well. Apparently I like flavored whiskey. Ooh. So, and I can drink it straight. If you are a whiskey drinker, try Scatterbrain Cherry Vanilla as well as the Chocolate Banana, yeah. which is freaking amazing. Yeah, they do have a peanut peanut yeah. butter one, but just, I like the other ones a little bit better. For everybody that I know that drinks whiskey and actually likes peanut butter cannot stand that stuff. It just, but going back to last year, you gave out popcorn as a treat. Yes. Yeah, so I got some popcorn in return and then I did try to take some to Adam and Kelly, but they didn't answer their door. Think they're getting it on or think they were passed out? Probably avoiding us. They didn't want us to take over their room. <laughs> but one of the funny things that happened in our room is we would have people come in and they would sit on the regular swings. Which were by the window there in the front. Yeah, in front of the AC. So it was cold. And then these swings had like a kind of a gloss on yeah, them. Yeah, a varnish. Slick. They were very glossy. And we warned everybody they were really slick. They would sit down and just like slide off of them. I guarantee you every other person that came in there dumped their asses. I'd hear you tell people and I'd be making margaritas with my back turned. And you'd say, I'm going to warn you, those chairs are slick. Be careful. And then two seconds later, I'd hear whack, and somebody was you know, ass down on the floor. <laughs> it didn't matter, girls, guys. It was funny. They all did it. We had quite a crowd going there for a while. It, it just left and right. I mean, I was cranking that ma- uh, margarita machine as fast as it would go at times. I know. We actually had to kind of tell people, hey, we got to get ready <laughs> for yeah. the PJ party tonight. Well, it seemed like the room crawl was done, and we still had a crowd of people you know, in our room and outside the door. We met a cool Dallas couple that they came up, and they said, hey, we're in one of the same online groups and have been to some of the same events. So it was neat to meet them. Yeah. Well, we finally got a break from a crowd and got to mingle around on our own for a little bit after the actual event. Yeah, because I like to walk around and check all the rooms. And I like to be the little perv that looks in the windows. You're like, they're fucking, let's stop and watch them. The window's (laughs) open. So we got to meet 
quite a few couples just walking around talking like that. Well, one of the tips we always give everybody is talk to everyone. And I think when we, we would be walking to or from the pool, regardless what time it was, you know, just say, hello, how are you doing to people? Sometimes it surprises me how little people effort people will put out at something like that to talk to people. And I, I think, you know, what are you there for? You know, do you have so many hookups lined up that you don't need to talk to anybody else? Or do you really not care to meet people? For us, you know, walking around, looking in windows, we got quite a few invitations oh, wait, to come in. what? Looking in windows? You're ma- you were making fun of me for looking in the windows. I didn't say I wasn't looking. Yeah, I wave at people and then they come out and chat with us. They're, and then they're they, fucking you wave at them. Yes, and then they give us drinks and invite us in. We all chat and talk and all kinds of stuff. I, so one room, we got to come in and I sit on the toilet. I didn't actually go to the bathroom. I just had to sit on this toilet. I sat on this toilet because it was in a clear box. Glass enclosure <laughs> in the middle of the room. And if that's your kink, hey, that's cool. But I just, I couldn't live in that room. I don't ask for much, but when I'm in the bathroom, just give me 10 or 15 minutes of privacy. That's all I need. 10 or 15 minutes, maybe for you to sit down. You're in there for like 40 minutes. I time it. Sometimes I got to be away from you. Sometimes I got to regroup. Yeah, you regroup a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm full of regroup. Is that what you're saying? Why do do we keep coming back to this theme on this show? I know, it's funny. (laughs) Anyway, we need to get off that one. Yeah, so anyways, we go in there because I had to check out that toilet to see if I would like that room, which I knew I wouldn't. (laughs) They had porn on. And so we got to talking about the porn because, you know, if porn's going to be on, you're going to talk about porn. And they were squirting. So that brought up the subject that the girl's room we were in, she had recently started squirting. And so I was telling my story about how I started squirting. And I really hadn't done it in a long time because I try not to. Sometimes there's no choice. Yes. So just remember, we started talking about squirting. Be a recurring theme. Earlier in the night. So as we're making our way around, and I don't know if we should handle this story or not, but we ran into Tank from the dungeon outside on poolside. And you kind of had a little incident that once we talked about it later, you don't know. No, I'll say it. It bothered me because we were not in the dungeon and we do know him. It's not like we didn't. We didn't know who he was and we've played in the dungeon and we've been around, interact with him and stuff. But coming from being lifestyle, there is a difference in some of the kink world and BDSM and lifestyle openness, I guess is what I'm going to say. There's a big difference. And we were talking to Tank and he said, you know, have you guys been in my dungeon Uh, this year yet and of course we had already checked everything out and knew that they had updated a lot and I'm always excited about his dungeon because it is a really cool dungeon yeah it's one of the best ones we've been to and do you want me to preface the story a little bit yes go ahead okay so we're chatting with him and he said I've got a bunch of new toys you'll need to go check out and you said oh what new toys do you have that we need to check out and he said no let me correct you you need to say sir what toys do I have which kind of irritated you Yes. I I realize there's protocol to it, but uh, but we're outside the dungeon. Yeah, and if I was if I didn't know him, it would probably scare me away from his dungeon, the way he spoke to me. Because as a lifestyler, that is like he's disrespecting me. Now, as a kink and BDSM, I was disrespecting him. There is a difference, and so. I was just kind of like, oh, he he needs to be aware. I mean, what if someone else heard that that hadn't been to the dungeon and didn't know we understood what was 
the dynamic of what was happening. And so that kind of later, I was like, wait a minute. We weren't in his house, his house. Where's the line drawn on that? Like say, if we'd ran into him at the store and had that conversation, would it have held the same weight? You know, if, if we were in his house, his dungeon, we would respect the protocol and you know, yes. no problem. I'll call him, sir. I'll, I'll play their game and respect that there as a show of respect. But well, and that's what I mean, it, as a lifestyler, there, there is a big difference, you know, and so I think that for me, they need to realize that not everyone is into the kink or into the BDSM that does, that's at secrets. And so, I mean, we got it. We knew if someone else didn't, they wouldn't have wanted to go into his dungeon to try it out. And we want people going into his dungeon to try it out. We want you guys to go get the proper way to flog, the proper way to tie, the proper way to do some of the more advanced plays. That dungeon will educate you, and it's a good place. Well, we ask for people to reach out occasionally. So if anybody hears this and has an opinion on it, hit us up on Instagram or Twitter. Let us know what you think. You know, at what point should the protocols be respected? We're lifestyle. We're not kinksters. We're not BDSM. We may dabble in it, but that's not our forte. So just out of curiosity, let from either side, from the kink or the LS, let us know what you think. So what was the party that night? Pajama night. Yay, pajama lingerie. Did we match? What did I wear? Did I wear anything? I, I think you chose not to match me, didn't you? I yes. had on my little heart onesie. Oh, I matched you later in the night. Oh, well, thank you. Probably when you took yours off. <laughs> so what were you What were you wearing lingerie-wise? I really don't remember what I had on. No, I do. KB had given me a blue fishnet That's right. outfit That's right. that I had wore with my black straps on my legs. That's right. We got pictures of it. Yep. Yep. That's it. Thank you, KB. I got a lot of people that said they loved it. I just couldn't remember. But I was a lot of whiskeys in at this point. I think I drank a whole bottle. I'm not going to lie. Which you guys will find out that I will say I am whiskey frisky or whiskey feisty. <laughs> Let's talk about me being frisky for a minute. We were actually at the dance floor and we kind of uh, decided to be a little frisky for the night. Yeah, we had a couple we had been pursuing and making out with a little bit and wanted to hook up with. So you gave me confirmation to go ahead and lay it out to her or him when I got the chance. So I was kind of off in the corner with her and told her, hey, we would like to hook up with you guys. And again, we leave it open-ended and say, hey, if y'all want to, let us know when or where. If you don't want to, it's not going to change anything about how we feel or friendship or anything like that. But the ball's in your court. Um, we want to do it. We're DTF when you are. So... I kind of made my way to the door. She actually said, yeah, let me go talk to Big Daddy. We might be interested. So he was actually dancing with you, and I think you saw me make my way to the door, and you came over, and I said, hey, I went ahead and propositioned him, and you said, he is fucking drunk. Um, this is, may not be a good time. Yeah, I mean, we can always try again later, but we're going to give him the opportunity to sober up a little bit because it was still early in the night. Yeah, I wasn't going to stand over and be like, are we going right now? I know yeah. that's some people's tactic, but it's not ours. I just I, I laid it out there. It's we're there when you want it. Yeah, so we decided we would kind of give him space to sober up if they, you know, the timing was at that time. And so we decided we'd walk out and go to, over to the playrooms. So on the way, we talked to some friends we knew and got caught up on some things. And, you know, I went to the playroom to see what was going on. If there was somebody in there we were interested in. Now, we usually don't play with randos. But we're like, hey, if there's a couple that we've been pursuing and they're in there, we get invited. Hey, we're down for that tonight. Now, when we get in the playroom, I'm not sure where all these people came from, but... There, there was literally nobody we had seen the last two days in the playroom. These were all random new people. Yeah, there was a bunch of people. It was pretty active. 
all the beds were full and with multiple people. So we didn't really see anybody that we were clicking with or like I say, we don't play with randos. So we, you know, I, you know, I kind of started making out on the couch and watching some couples in front of us fuck for a bit until we decided to go back and check on our proposition to see where it's boiled at. So we make our way back to the club and we find the husband of the couple that we propositioned. And what kind of state was he in? Um, he was doing the wobble and I, uh, the song was not on. Let me put it that way. He was line dancing or two stepping by himself. Yes. Was he at least keeping time? Uh, <laughs> it's questionable. Yeah. So we were just kind of like, yeah, it's not, we're just going to kind of disappear at this point. Yeah. We don't play with inebriated people. It never a good fit. No. Nothing. We've never had a really good success of somebody that was drunk. Nope. So we're like, well, we still got two days to pursue them if, if they want to. So, you know, I went back to the room and kind of did our own thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, here we go. So we decided to play in our sex swing. Well, I don't think we it was intent. I just kind of put you up in it was like, oh, this is a better fit than the last one. It wasn't much nicer sex swing. Yeah, this one was leather and we were like, well, let's try this. You know, you were actually, I think you were getting a drink or something at the sink. And then I just sat in the sex swing. Do you want to go into what happened? I guess we could. So you were sitting there and I'm like, oh, this is a good opportunity. And again, it was just kind of low key. I think we were probably maybe even going to bed, but I took the vibrator and started using it on you, which kind of escalated things from there, which <laughs> it didn't take me long to be like, all right, I need to put my dick in this. Now the sex swing is on over a tile floor. So I had to get a mat that I could stand on so I wouldn't slip. The tile floor was slick and I'm like, okay, this is not going to work. So you're in the sex swing. You've got your feet basically on my shoulder, using a vibrator on you, and you were pushing on and off with your feet, kind of, I was just basically standing there. I didn't have yeah. to do any of the work. You I were doing all the work. using the swing. Now, the funny thing is the vibrator setting, I guess it's one we don't normally use, but. No, it, I don't know how we even found this one. We have not used this one. You should just use the steady one, but this one goes. And then does a couple clicks and. And. And it just happened to go with like the way that the swing was swinging. Yeah. So the other thing is she got, the, she was having one of these giggle fucks. It was basically oh where her eyes were rolled back in her head. They were glassy and she was giggling the whole time. So guys, if you're having sex with Miss Kimmy and she starts giggling, that's not a bad thing. I'm I'm not. She's in a fucking zone. Yes. But it was a hard giggle because again, it was, you know, like I said, everything was just kind of timed with the, you know, her pushing off of me in and out of me with the swing and the. And every time she'd hit the end, she'd fucking squirt. So it was basically just like swinging back and forth like a uh, lawn sprinkler. You'd be like, duh, 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 squirt, squirt, squirt. And I was laughing so much. Well, she, she was laughing hard enough. I couldn't keep it up totally because it was kind of disturbing me. I'm like, all right, I've got my dick in her. She's laughing at me. It, this isn't a good fucking sign. I was laughing so hard. The drives were rolling back too. So I'm like, okay, she's enjoying it. It's just, she's not laughing at me. So get that out of my head. But it was kind of distracting. Yes, and so then I blame it on that freaking video and the conversation we had earlier about squirting. Subliminal. Because I was like, oh, I haven't squirted in a while, and then guess what? It was Niagara Falls. <laughs> the video didn't come out as good as I. The video didn't come out as good as I was hoping, though. But it's you could hear it freaking squirting on the ground when you hit. <laughs> yeah. So we go to bed. Well, I clean up. I, I clean up the mess. So I thought. <laughs> And we go to bed and you get up the next morning to go work out and there's water on the floor still. 
yeah, so I'm getting dressed, and I'm like, my socks are wet. And I'm like, I'm way over here. You know, I'm, I'm six or ten foot away from the swing. I'm like, how did she make that big of a squirt? And as I'm standing there, something hits me in the back of the neck and back of the head. Come to find out our fucking ceiling was leaking. Oh, which took three days for them to fix. And I had told managers, assistant managers, everyone that would listen. I saw Brian out that morning and told him, he, you know, he's like, how's everything? How's your room? I said, we've got a room leak. I said, it's the uh, middle of the room, I even, drip, dripping pretty good. Yeah, I even went upstairs to make sure that someone hadn't, you know, like overflowed their bathtub and we had no one over us. But I did meet several people by knocking on doors. <laughs> which that's even worse if there's nobody above us. That means something's fucked up in the between yep. the floor and our roof, which is a lot more scary for the owners. But we told everybody and you didn't see a single damn person to come check out the leaking ceiling, which you think would be a priority. Yep, exactly. Kind of goes back to that uh, attention to detail that they're maintaining around here. So Saturday was the fucking bomb as far as poolside and pool activity and all that. It was crazy that day. Oh my gosh. There were so many people. I had such fun. I didn't even have a hangover from all my whiskey I drank the night before. Like I say, you were looking really good in your little swimsuits. I thought that a couple times when we were laying there poolside. I was like, damn, I'm a lucky motherfucker. You were, you were rocking it. It was the Florida sun. It was the glow. No, fuck, it's just you. Come on now. I did get the my favorite compliment I've ever heard. One of the other female podcasters told us I had the nicest man butt she'd ever seen. So I got to say, my, I could have ended the week right there and I'd been a happy motherfucker. Yep. All those squats and lunges and butt buster, hip thrusters and all that shit are paying off. I, I, I don't I don't have a droopy 50-year-old white guy ass. Um, You did have someone want to bite you. I don't remember that. Yeah, someone asked me if they could bite you and I was like, yeah. And then you had another girl like. Was it a guy that asked the first time? No, you're being pretty it big? was oh. a girl. Okay. And then the next time you had a girl pounce on you. Remember you got in the water and she like just jumped in your arms? Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Girls and alcohol don't always mix well. Yeah, I do remember that. She thought she was going to dunk me, which I was trying to keep her from smacking her head on the fucking concrete. She's yeah. like, hey, give me a hug. She was like which, a slipper little worm. Yeah. She was like those little gummy worms that you put in your mouth and then you pull it back out and it's all over the place. <laughs> Don't play with your food. <laughs> Let's see. We um, had pool games again on Saturday. They did, repeated the one that we liked. So was Saturday our pool game day? Yes, it was. Oh, boy. Do you want to go into our pool game? Yes. For those of you that do not know and didn't listen to last year's pod bash. We did the same damn thing this year. Same thing. I was a little worried because we hadn't been practicing it. That, <laughs> that I couldn't lift you? Couldn't lift my ass. Oh, my God. Girl, please. So our game is the most creative, sexiest body shot. What we do, we demonstrate, just because we like to have fun and we've got to do it also, is I do a handstand, I do the splits, and this year we had Adam put the shot in my vagina, and then you lift me up. I basically lift her up and then take the shot off her pussy, upside down, take her upside down. I'm upside down. Luckily I, didn't get it in, luckily, I didn't get in my eye and your pussy this year. I think fireball in your twat last year was not no. <laughs> acceptable. I think we did rum this year. <laughs> and so, Mr. Adam, number two of his good weekend with us, <laughs> he got to see my vagina really up close. <laughs> he knows you almost as good as I do at this point. Yes. <laughs> not very many people get to shove something in my vagina like that. <laughs> your parents would be so proud right now. <laughs> 
So let's go over a couple of the shots that were done. Like I said, we mentioned how ours does, and some people are like, we can't do anything like that. It's like, you don't have to. That's just goofy. That's that's ours. Do your own. So our friends LNA that we mentioned, the meeting the year before and showed up on the nude resort, they did one where I think he, she drank it, spit it in his mouth, and then he spit it in her pussy or something. It was, yeah. Something, uh, something like along that. that line. There was spitting in each other's mouths and swapping. There was a lot of swapping the shots. <laughs> Uh, the, I think they called him the Cuban Missile Crisis. He had his lady spread out and put the shot glass in her pussy laying down and flipped it up. Now, the girls at Friends with a Twist got all sorts of creative on theirs. I think they've been thinking about it for the last year. They said they just popped it up, but holy crap. So, Kenzie basically does a little squatted down handstand and... A yoga move. And Madison poured the shot down her pussy and ass crack and licked it out, which was pretty amusing. Yeah. Now, I'm going to be honest, the pervert in me, when uh, Kenzie was doing that, was wondering if she could handstand on my chest like that with her ass over my face. <laughs> pervert in me was really thinking that. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a good one. I was like, oh, that was impressive. See, that was creative. Yeah, that was. So our friends L&A ended up winning, which was really cool because it was his birthday, which led into other things. And A had prearranged and got a cake and brought it out, and all the pod bashers saying happy birthday to him, and then she shoved the cake all in his face and all over him. Which led to a bunch of girls getting out of the pool and licking it off of him, which I'd say was probably the highlight for his birthday for him. Oh, yeah, it was so fun. Well, I'll be honest. I took a big swab of it off my finger and sucked it off, and <laughs> I've been so uh, carb-deprived. I might have looked weird, but I just about ate that cake off his hairy chest. Yeah, it was really funny. I didn't want any other weird stories about me from the weekend. Now, he also got a pretty good birthday spanking, too, didn't he? Yes, Tank and L were walking through about that time, and L flogged him a good one. Let me put it that way. <laughs> yeah, she, she was doing the Florentining with whipped him with both and putting in a pretty good show. Yeah, she can she can move the whips pretty well, or the floggers rather. I think he had to tap out. <laughs> yeah, if he was smart. <laughs> but well, you brought him a, a special birthday present. Oh my goodness! So I, there's a backstory on this which we didn't get to cover from this summer, but go ahead. The second time we were around them, it was at a pool party in Oklahoma City, and A gave him these dissolvable shorts. So, ladies, go on Amazon and look up dissolvable shorts for your man. These are the funniest thing. They look like real shorts. They feel like real shorts. He got in the water, and it dissolves. So the only thing is the elastic the of your waistband. <laughs> It is the funniest thing. He was a little pissed at the pool party this summer, but we laughed it off. So I kept the elastic. So I said, here's your present. And he put those elastic bands on and wore those around. He was like, I can't believe you fucking kept those for four months. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> I said, I expect you to wear these around. <laughs> but going back to that friends and family deal, it was just kind of neat the way his birthday played out and everybody just jumping in and making a big scene for it. That's what I really liked about this group is just close knit and everybody really seems to go overboard and care for each other. Well, and it's not about, I mean, the podcasters are there, but it's also about our listeners. You know, just like he's a listener and we celebrated him. We made him the center of attention, not just us. That's what this group is about. So after that, everyone kind of chilled a little bit because, you know, L had to go take a shower because he was sticky from cake and the girls were all sticky because they had licked frosting and everything off him and everywhere and everything. And so everyone kind of. And I was regretting that they wasted a whole cake on his chest and <laughs> didn't let me <laughs> eat a piece of it. Damn it. 
kind of chilled for a bit, and then we went into our poker run. Which, if you're not familiar with what poker runs are, I know they do them with boats and cars and all that, but basically you buy a poker card, and each room is set up where you walk in, and we deal you a certain card, and basically the best hand wins. And so you go to each room, and we were the first room, so we kind of had a little backup, so we were trying to do quick, you know, and not chat long with people, which was hard because we like to chat. So this one couple came in, they had 50 cards each. And so I just laid them, I was like, lay them all out on the bed. And then I was like, pop, 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 pop. I was like, oh my gosh. And surprisingly, they did not win. (laughs) Which what was neat about this poker run, it was basically a charity for the National Coalition of Sexual Freedom. I believe that's what everybody voted to send the funds to. And like I say, some of these people went big. They bought 50 cards each. So they come in and you've got a deck of 52 cards. You've got a flop yeah. those out. I guess they could have just literally written a... Yeah, anything yeah, they wanted. Yeah, but but because they, you got 52. they followed the rules, though. I mean, they, they let me flip the cards and then they wrote it in and went to the next room. It was the same thing. Which when you have 400 people doing this, it slows slows down the process quite a bit. But the winner actually ended up being a unicorn. And amazingly, she got five aces. She was the only one this time. Last year, we yeah. had a couple people that got aces, but she was the first one to well, get Well, she legit got an ace in our... Yes. We, we were making the joke, we will trade uh, sexual favors for a better card. But we chose not to. Brian and Brent asked us not to. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, we got to keep this moving along. Don't be doing that. They screw up our perversions, don't they? I know. And they try to keep us in line. What the heck? They don't know us very well. They don't know how we roll in Texas. (laughs) So let's talk about our friends, the friends with a twist for a second. That damn group, I don't know where they're from or if they're sponsored by Fireball Whiskey, but Jesus, tap dancing Christ, that group can drink. Every time we walked by their room which we had to walk by their room to go to the pool. <laughs> either either direction, yeah. <laughs> then, or they would see us at the pool. Hey, let's go do some shots. And I, I blame them for any uh, liver or kidney failures I might have from here on out. Ooh, we drank a lot. But I was doing whiskey, so like I said. Yeah, they, they brought something other than Fireball because we just don't do cinnamon. Yeah. And so I was definitely frisky all weekend. Looked I, a little bit of feisty. I know during the poker run, I kind of broke loose for a minute and happened to go by there. And Kenji was like, hey, come do some shots with me. And I ended up doing about three shots. I'm like, oh, I cannot hang with this girl. I was actually dancing with her the night before. And she was like, do you not drink? And I'm like, yeah, just not in the (laughs) level you people do. Jesus. No, you don't typically drink a lot, though. No, like I say, with with my fitness, I do manage my drinking. Uh, But when I get stupid, I get stupid. You're talk about me drinking. I drink a lot. And your job encourages it too, so. <laughs> yes. You're a brewmaster for Coors now. No, I don't do beer. I do whiskey. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> whiskey and gin are my drinks right now. So during the poker run, we have met a couple that I guess you had kind of talked to online and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I got to know them out on poolside earlier in the day. And when they came by, we... We're making a good connection with them. Yes. And we did a little bit of negotiation and stuff like that. And we're going to meet up later in the night for a play session. So we'll talk a little bit about our negotiation with them. I think she and I are probably a lot higher strung on our sexuality. Uh, They've done hot wifing before. They have played in couple scenarios, but not a lot. And I think you were kind of talking with him just, hey, we can... Those two can move at their pace. We can either soft swap, we can just play in the same room. You know, you were giving them the options. It just, yeah. you know, it didn't have to be a full on, you know, no, it didn't, it didn't have anything. to be full swap. We don't yeah. care. We're pretty, I mean, it, even if we just soft swap with them and then you and I had good sex, that's, that's just, we're, we're down for that. 
But I think we, we negotiate to a comfortable place. There was no set. It was just, you know, we'll see where it goes. If he wants to go this route, he can. If she and I want to, we'll see what the rest of the group is. But with that, we had a set hookup time. We'll put it that way. Yes. They, they were going to go do their own thing for a bit, which is cool. And they were all uh, thought they were going to stay, stay sober, <laughs> which was going to be cool. And we, you know, we were intentionally staying sober for that reason. But they were, I think, going to do some dungeon play. Yeah, and then we had the Gadsby night, so of course we're going to dress up and go to the dance floor for a little bit, and then meet back up with them, you know, when everything was kind of, before it got too late, but we're still winding down a little bit. So we had a great time at the Gatsby night, or I think our outfits were on point. I had a gray plaid kilt that I bought at the Renaissance Fair, and actually found a gray plaid vest that matched it, and wore dress shirt under it and tie, and I believe a little old school cap with it. What'd you have on? Just a little pink flapper looking dress. <laughs> Something I've had for years, to head, be honest. Headpieces and a couple yeah. like that. But it, it was fun. Everybody that night was spot on with their outfits. Man, oh, there were so many beautiful awesome. people with oh, yeah. great outfits. outfits. were awesome. And they were creative. Everyone, you know, people didn't have the same outfit on. That's one thing that I was, You sometimes at Gatsby, you do see the same dress. And this one, they all had different versions. And so it was very creative. But, I think it brought out some people's personalities too. A lot of yeah. them, you know, uh, L and A, they were a little more country on theirs, which. But it it looked good. Yeah. It was it was creative, and then everyone was having such a good time dancing. The DJ was amazing that night, and which, he was feeding off of the crowd. That makes a difference. I honestly, I'm not a. I, I enjoy going out to clubs. I don't dance much. Miss Thing here dances like a motherfucker. Her and Brando were tearing it up as well as the other Always. ladies, Always. as well as the other ladies. But it, it, the music was good enough that I could actually move to it. It wasn't so fucking off the wall, bizarre EDM. Yeah, it was actually music I knew and heard. And I'm going to say the DJ that night was either Spice of Life or Life of Spice, whatever. But they are a TikToker, younger TikToker couple. But he fucking killed it with his music. Oh, yeah, definitely. Now, with that said, we the, as the time was creeping by, we kept kind of watching our watching the clock and realized we had to go back for a scheduled hookup which we had about three hours but it went by really fast and this is my problem and i say this all the time i get frustrated when i dress up and i'm having a good time and then i have to leave for a scheduled play date i just go south but i was excited i was frisky from all my whiskey so we went and i took a shower when we got back to the room and as i was getting out of the shower what did you say Damn, you look good. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I checked the clock or checked my phone messages, and sure enough, we had a cancellation from them. Now, like I said, we we were worried about their experience level that it might be a that that might be it. But they were basically like, "Hey, we the alcohol in the sun snuck up on us faster than what we thought it would, and we'd seen one of them passed out in the cabana earlier." So we are glad that they canceled and didn't try to go through with anything that they weren't comfortable with, but, but, but someone scheduled with me, you, scheduled something, and I, you know that saying, I shaved my balls for this, I showered for this, so then I had to change <laughs> my clothes and go back to the dance. <laughs> well, but we're also like, okay, we've only missed 30 minutes here changing, so let's go back to the club now. So while we were walking back, we're like, okay, we've got this couple, plus we've got the couple from the night before that we propositioned, maybe in. We've been still flirting with them and making out with them a little bit. And everyone was gone. 
from the dance club. Yeah, we 30, 30, minutes. 30 minutes we got back and it looked like a whole other club. So that was kind of disappointing. So when we get in the club, like I so said, we had two on our mind that we would play with that we kind of narrowed it down to that we we're going to throw our bait out on. One was the couple from the night before, which the husband was too drunk. And two was another that we had on our want list. So when we walk in the door, immediately the husband from the night before, he grabs me and is like, hey, you need to go dance with my wife. And he was sober. So I'm like, okay, they're they're looking to do this now. So you kind of go off with him. And as I'm making my way around, she is in the VIP making out with somebody. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I've done missed. I've, 30 minutes, I've done missed my fucking window. Yep, opportunity's gone. So I, I catch you and him. I'm like, she's in the VIP making out with somebody. So I, I think uh, my ship's done sailed for me on that one. So that one was a total failure. And the third couple we were looking for, they apparently moved quicker than we did and moved on. So we didn't find them either. Yeah. So that means if someone's whiskey frisky, guess what's going to happen? We're going to go back to the room. She's still horned up. So my, my luck's still going good. And honestly, hey, I'm fine with that. I'm at the point where, man, you know, I fuck like monkeys. Hey, I'm fine with that. We have we have good sex. So I, I don't look at it now as a failure if I have to go fuck you. God forbid. I know, right? <laughs> but I was horned up too. I'm like, yeah, let's just, let's go to the fucking room. So since I um, had tried to be frisky multiple times that night and it was a fail. We got to make sure we cover the story correctly though. The whiskey feisty came whiskey, out. Okay. <laughs> So we get back to the room and like I say, we're, we're horned up and I'm sitting on the couch and you turn on some music and start giving me a lap dance, which was pretty fucking badass. I don't remember that part. You don't? Okay. <laughs> you start giving me a lap dance. So then you start playing with yourself. Then you start playing with me. I'm like, no, play with yourself. So I tell you to lay back on the bed and you start playing with yourself and I throw you the vibrator. Uh-huh. Do you remember that? Yeah. And oh. I didn't like the previous one that we had, the, my giggling yeah. setting. I didn't like it that night so you also grabbed a glass dildo that we brought and started yep. banging yourself hard with that i mean you were going at it like a rabbit quick so i'm like oh she's in a fucking other level tonight there's no gentle <laughs> la, la 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 you were you were power fucking it so it was a feisty night you, you were power fucking it so i knew things were fixing to get nasty and so i decided normally i'm very well, I, was, I was gonna let you i was gonna let you just put on a show i was jerking off and letting you go yeah. at it until you and, had enough of that and i'm normally pretty quiet I mean, I giggle and I interact, but just noise-wise and being dominant, I'm, I'm, I get quiet during sex. And you we just, have who's, about who, that. you just say being dominant? Yeah, I'm normally not dominant during oh, sex. Okay, all right, I'll agree. This night I was, and I was like, "Go down, lick me." Nope, get up, put your dick in me. Nope, go down, lick me. And every time I would get to that point, I would switch it. I didn't want to squirt. I didn't want to him to go and so I was like back and forth back and forth so you kept having me hard fuck you and you're like go back down and then you're like get back up here fuck me again go back down get back up here fuck me again go back down so at one point you're all trying to be dominant which I guess that as odd as that was go back down that was your way of being dominant I was nice and sweet about it at one point you reached Until. down and tried to choke at one point you reached down and tried to choke me and I basically just flexed my neck's muscles and laughed at you I'm like bitch you can't fucking you're gonna choke me yeah, and you thought that you were going to be funny. Well, at one point you said, go back down. And you said no. And then all at once I saw white, a white flash, and I sat there for a second. I'm like, bitch, did you just fucking punch me? Yes, he said that. And I said, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but go back down, motherfucker. <laughs> That's what I did. 
Maybe. I'm, I'm not, not sure. Go back down. I'm not sure I went back down. I probably just kept fucking you because I was like, that bitch just fucking punched me. No, you me. did what you did, oh, what shit. I told you. Oh, damn. And you were just like, did you just seriously punch me? <laughs> and I was like, oh. Punch me in the fucking face. <laughs> so, the next day. Which is Sunday. The, the show is basically over. Yep. Um, Breno <laughs> apparently heard us. Well, she, she said, I don't know who I heard, but she was like, I was in the shower late last night. And she said, whoever it was, was going at it. And she was like, I hate to be creepy, but I was horned up because they were going, but she was like, and we're like, okay, it was probably those people on the other end or whatever. Cause we didn't think our bed would be connected with her shower, but she kept saying it would go real hard and then it would stop. It would go. And we're like, Oh fuck. That was us. No. I actually, I, we weren't sure at that point. And then she was like, I heard a <laughs> <laughs> fucking go back down. And I was like, oh, yeah, that was me. And apparently I, I had a little bit of a little demon voice. Remember, my voice got really deep. <laughs> I didn't know I needed to get the uh, on-site pastor to do an exorcism. <laughs> yeah, so whiskey was a little fun that night. <laughs> So, if anybody wants to see the good side of Miss Kimmy, bring some good whiskey. <laughs> so, that's what I say. I often don't regret having to fuck you, especially in a scenario like that, because <laughs> <Okay>. it's usually... <laughs> you're welcome. It was memorable. <laughs> it was funny, though. Now, before we move on, we need to do a disclaimer. We do not encourage violence, but... Sometimes that shit's good. <laughs> and it, we know each other's violence level let me put it that way we are comfortable with what we do in the bedroom (laughs) (laughs) i have to do a disclaimer yeah i remember you making me edit something out about our uh, rough sex one time so i know so we have to do a disclaimer because we have to tell that story i don't typically punch him i do choke him but i don't punch him (laughs) okay enough (laughs) so the next day after we talked to brenna and we figured out that she had uh, kind of joined in on our fun in her own room <laughs> by listening to us. Uh, Sunday is pretty chill day. Everyone, a lot of people leave. We did take a group picture, and we do mimosas in Brian and Brenna's room. Which was fun, and I want to talk about the family and friends feeling. There was a handful that came by that we'd known over the last two years, and you know, hugging everybody. Everybody's like, hey, love you guys. Hope to see you soon. I just, you know, saying that out loud to friends often feels nice. Yeah. And being at that level and comfort level with people. We, you know, we, we're not typically that way with people at Naughty New Orleans or whatever, but this is just such a tight-knit group. And I hate to sound like an advertisement for it, but damn, check it out. This one, absolutely one of our favorite events. We'll see what they bring to it next year. Hopefully we're invited next year. <laughs> <laughs> we might be excused after some of these violent uh, fucks. Yeah, we might be now. But the one thing we really like about Sunday is it for us, we just find, kind of felt it was a relaxed day. Again, we weren't there to put on a show or anything, but we're also like, hey, the event's done. We can enjoy ourselves today and just chill with whoever's left. And we did. We Well, we even got away for a little bit to do lunch just to kind of let everyone leave and us kind of talk about what had happened over the last few days and to go get some good food. We ended up going to St. Cloud. Yeah, a little 15-minute drive south of there, and we ate at a little farm-to-table cafe that was freaking delicious. Go ahead. When he pulled up this place by the reviews, I was like, "Mm." the name of it was Gastro Brunch or something? Gastro Pub? Yeah, okay. Anyways, Gastro, 
Who wants to go eat at a place that talks about the stomach? That's what the places are called, though, gastropubs. I know, but it was weird. But yeah. I have to say, I highly recommend this place. It was so good. It was definitely worth the wait and everything. What's crazy is when we got back later that afternoon and told people kind of where we went, everybody, there's like six or seven people that knew of it. We're acting yeah. like we brought up something new and they're like, oh yeah, we eat there all the time. It's about 20 minutes down the road. So yeah. Yeah. We're definitely going to go back next time we go back down to Secrets. But I think that's one thing I like about us and it also helps with my anxiety sometimes. Take a little break. You know, you and I still spent time together and enjoyed our marriage, marital time together and just did our thing. The club and the crowd's still going to be there when we get back. If we take three hours, we're really not going to miss much. Well, and I got to antique shop a little bit and, you know, did some fun stuff like that. It wasn't all just lifestyle? No. But when we got back, I would say there was probably still 60 people. And so a lot of people left, but there was at least 60 couples. And so we kind of were in the pool and then we were in the hot tub and the one unicorn that had the 15 item bucket list, we were talking to her and she had probably half of them done. And so then everyone's sitting in the hot tub, just recapping some of the adventures they had done. There was a big orgy. There was pegging, pegging, strap-ons, different things that people wanted to try, but didn't feel safe in some of the other environments, but felt really safe in this environment to do that with some of these people. Um, Of course, we told our feisty night that we had story and, you know, just some different stuff like that. that. That's what I enjoy is getting to just chill and recap and have fun just chatting about sex and the lifestyle. Well, that day was just kind of a chill day in the pool and hot tub with the remaining people that were there. One funny story and Brian and Brenna covered it already, but you got to give my favorite twink, Adam, a trimming. <laughs> yes. So Brian and another one of his friends was decided that they were going to shave because Manscaped. Yes. Manscaped had um, offered up a gift, and so we were giving away the shaving kit. And of course, we want to make sure that it works and show people, since I was not as um, tipsy as everyone else, <laughs> I had to say it decided to shave a penis in Adam's chest. That thick, manly chest hair of his. <laughs> it was quite artistic as well. <laughs> That's a pretty good dick. Yes. And if you know Adam, you'll know that he burns really easy. <laughs> He just walks out and gets burnt. So I'm sure that he has um, my artistic, creative side on him still to this day. That was really a weird fucking scene, though. <laughs> There's about 10 of us standing <laughs> under this pergola, and you're down on your knees freaking carving. Crotch level. <laughs> yeah. Shaving a dick in this guy's chest hair <laughs> that points down to his dick. It was a good and one, too. Just a, just a normal Tuesday in Florida. Normal <laughs> Sunday in Florida. It was fun. Yeah, he took it well. I wonder if he still got it. I bet he does. He'll have to, he'll have to text me and let me know. But you had gone back to the room um, at one point to grab a snack or a drink or something. And a husband came up to me and said he was wingmanning for his wife. That she was interested in you. And I'm going to be honest. The whole time he's talking to me, it was like, wah, 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 because I am thinking, what about me? You're not interested in me. I'm interested in you, but you're not interested in me. You just, your wife wants my husband, but you don't want me. And he's all doing that bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember his voice sounding like that, but okay. 
you know, what is, is it Charlie Brown that does that? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, I was just like, I, I'm sure my face was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Can a girl get some dick over here? Yeah. Okay, so, because I had watched that couple all weekend. So, with that said, I came back and he, he started making words again in my head. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized they hot wife. And so, we don't hot wife. We don't do that kind of a negotiation. So, I was like, wait a minute. He's not offending you. He's not offending you. It's not about you. <laughs> Damn, how often do you say that? I know. I was like, oh. <laughs> It took me a minute, to, threw me back. <laughs> so that's one thing that I really liked about this group is that you have hot wifers, you have lifestyle swingers, you have kinksters. I mean, it's everyone and anyone and everyone was approaching everyone in different varieties, trying different things, different bucket lists. You know, it was just, it was such a good experience to do some of the different things you wouldn't do normally in your groups. Well, I'm kind of proud of myself. Sunday of the event was the first time that week that I actually took a power nap. Usually, I'm pretty well known for my naps. Yes. And I think it was a good thing I took a nap because it was going to be needed later. I was in the hot tub when you came back out from your nap, and we were sitting there and chatting and everything. And what did you say to me? Damn, you look good. Uh-huh. You said, I'm the only podcaster that didn't play with anyone else. Only male podcaster. Yes. I didn't play with anyone else. You're not a male podcaster. <laughs> Let's get something hiding I don't know about. You've tucked it well. So then I said, what did I say to you? You brought it up. You said, oh, by the way, I got propositioned earlier. And I'm like, okay. And gave me the lowdown. We've had this conversation on our show before. I often struggle with. Let me jump in. We have tried different things. You know, at the Oklahoma City Pool Party, you have played separate. But we have figured out that that's not our play that we actually do enjoy feeding off of each other because we do feed off of each other when we play together in the same room. So this opportunity presented itself and we it, it is about the situation and it's not about, oh, you need to go get laid. That's not it. Right. I've played, you set me up with separate play dates before. I just am much more into the our two by two situations or threesomes with whoever. I, I, I like I like you being involved in my sexual situations. So I basically told you, hey, that's that's cool, but that's not what we're looking for. And I wrote it off. Yep. So we were excited for the club that night. Again, we were in relax phase and we were thinking, hey, we're going to party hard at the club tonight. We're going to make a big night out of it. We don't have to fly till tomorrow afternoon. But it didn't quite work out that way. Thanks to Secret's poor planning, there was zero going on that night. They did not have the club open for 60 people. And then they had promised that they would. And then they, on Sundays, they normally have a musician that comes out and does the courtyard stuff. And he didn't end up showing up. And so we were calling like, hey, we have 60 people here and you're not, we have no activities. What's going on? And it took a long time. Like, I think he showed up at 10 o'clock. I know it was late, but there was no club. There was no band. Luckily, everybody there is in good spirits. I think there was a lot of partying already going on in the hot tubs, and we were dressed thinking we're going in the club. Yeah, so, so we're, we were sitting under the cabana chilling, mm -hmm. and the guy that had propositioned wing manning for his wife, we were talking about some different BDSMs and kinks and stuff like that, and he was telling me about these gloves that he has, and I was like, oh my God, will you please go get them? 
I want to try these. They're called Vampire Gloves. They are amazing. So when, you, when you're putting them on, it's a little bit different. It, it feels like you're sticking in the skin, but when you're feeling it, the sensation is... <laughs> now I'm going to interject here. You and Brenna got a little girl-girl action going. You kind of spanked Miss Brenna's ass, didn't you? Yes. I was like, Brenna, try this. So she lifts up her dress and I'm rubbing her ass. And, you know, and at that point I had figured out, like, I could do it a little bit harder than what I thought in my head. She has a big pain tolerance too, I believe. Yes. And so I kind of just tap her and she's like, mm, a little harder. I said, okay, whack. <laughs> and then I was like, all right. She was like, you can do it harder. I was like, whack. <laughs> and she was just like melting melting <laughs> i'm gonna agree i've always kind of crushed on brenna and i've it's never been a big secret but after you were done spanking her ass she sat down and she kind of had this glossy eyed look to her and i was i was kind of picking up on it i'm like you're turned on aren't you she's like yeah i was like i can literally freaking sense it from here as hot as that is oh my god those vampire gloves they make you melt we still haven't ordered some i bet we will soon though yes so as you mentioned we're hanging out under the pergola there was a big group of us underneath there you were sitting there and all of a sudden you were just like started talking to that, the wife and you were like, looked at me and you're like, maybe I do want to do this. And I yeah. was like, yes. I caught can. you. I said, is that option still? I said, are you still considering it? Will you let me? You said, yeah, let's go straight in the room right quick. <laughs> yeah. So we went back and did a quick uh, work over on the room before we even brought it up to him. Yeah. And kind of just chatted and double checked that we're all, that we were both on the same page before we even approached them about this. Right. And as, as I said, I was, I'd totally written it off. I'm just like, that's not how we play. We're not going to get into it. But she kept giving me these little looks and she was in this pink sheer bra and a pink gown and uh, basically a pink garters thing. And I'm like, fuck, she's looking good. And I told you, I'm like, can we have a talk about me and her playing? You said, yeah, let's go. Mm-hmm. And at that point I was over the fact that I wasn't playing. No, I'm just Damn kidding. It. I'm just kidding. But here's where it does get interesting for me. And this is something I wanted to talk about. The difference in hot wifing and the lifestyle and the way that we all negotiate is hot wifing. He had talked to me earlier, almost in the morning. I had told you midday. And then here we are, 8, 9, 10 at night. And then you're just now going to talk to her. Where in the lifestyle, you talk to someone, a couple, and it's got to be like right then. You know, because if you wait an hour, you've missed your opportunity is what I've noticed. And it was very, just the negotiations is so different, almost to the point where I like how hot wifing um, goes down and is negotiated. I actually enjoyed it because it was like, you know, I said, yes, I'm good. You went and talked to the husband, talked to her. And then it was like, all right, we're all good. She talked to me. And then the husband talked to me. And then it was like, you know, the negotiation was so different. It was more respectful, more on point. This is what we're doing. That's my two cents on that one. Well, in the room, you brought up to me, you said you need to follow protocol. You need to start the talk with him, which I was going to just out of respect anyway. This was a little bit different scenario than a couple hookup. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll talk to the guy before, but on our previous proposition, I just happened to be with a wife and said, hey, we're interested if y'all are and let her take it from there. But I, I pulled, I caught him and said, hey, can I step outside and talk to you for a minute? So we walked outside the pergola. And I said, hey, Kimmy brought up this option that your wife's interested in playing with me and kind of went through a few things with him. Like I say, I I was trying to sell myself as well. I I knew that was part of it. 
And, uh, you know, I said, Hey, thank you for the interest uh, on both y'all. Is she still interested? He said, yes. And I said, well, I said, here's basically how I want to play with her. And, you know, there was, there was some of the BDSM stuff going on. I said, I'm not going to try anything like that. I said, I'm going to bring your wife back in the same shape. She's leaves in, leaves in hopefully a little satisfied in the process. And I said, you know, so I'm going to respect her just as I would, you know, my wife or anybody else. And he was like, I like the way you talk, you know, you have full permission. So we went back and as we came back to the pergola, I said, I'm going to switch spots with you if that's all right. So I chatted with her and said, Hey, you know, I'm up to speed that you've been talking, you know, there have been talks. And I said, are you interested? And she said, yeah. So this was kind of new for me because like I say, even my play date at New Orleans, you know, we'd spent time with her. There was already communication. I'd spoke to this woman a couple times throughout the week. And, you know, I knew her name and where she was from. Yeah, I knew more than you did. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Th- th- so you were up more up to speed to me. So I'm like, okay, this this is weird. One thing about me is I I have to have a connection. Yeah. Which was kind of a hard thing to work through because there was no, you know, I didn't know much about her other than this little tidbit here. But what I did know is I was super attracted to her from the moment she walked in. You brought that up to the husband. The husband was trying to explain, and you said, "Oh yeah, we know who you are." And you said, my husband is very well aware of who your wife is. Yeah. He, he's already radared her out. So there was that, you know, connection that we're, we're attracted to each other. I, I got into the point when we were sitting there and I was like, well, well, tell me about you. Tell me a little bit about you. And she was like, well, that's a pretty loaded question. What do you need to know? I'll tell you anything. And for something in my head said, okay, you're failing here. Um, well, because the negotiation is so different. They're so hot wifing is more on point where in lifestyle, it's almost like you have to tell them the middle name and the dog's yeah. date of birth before you can go play with someone. Well, I, I realized that I was like, I'm I'm losing here. I was like, we're, we're attracted to each other. Let's, you know, jump from A to C and knock out B. And I said, let me tell you what I want. I said, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, that everybody's still kind of doing a little bit of BDSM stuff. I said, I'm not going to try any of this stuff with you. I said, I just, I won't do that with another wife for a long time until I'm comfortable with it. And I said, what I want out of you is I want, I want your mind going in. Don't care about your heart. I want your mind. I said, I want to earn your body from there. And she literally said, ooh, that was the right answer. She said, that's kind of what I want. I said, I want a connection. But I said, I want to you know, start with your mind. And I said, then I want your body when you know, you're ready to turn that over to me. And she said, I, I said, if you'd like to play, I'm, I'm 100% down. And she said, I think I'm in a good place. So you, she, you got up for a minute to go grab us a drink. Yeah. And she chatted with me for just a second there to make sure I was okay with everything. And then... I probably told you I was going to go ahead and go with her. And then you had told me at that point, and I was like, yeah. And and she was just double checking with me. She was checking with her husband that all four of us were on the same page. So I I bring drinks back. And again, we're in a big group of people, and we're not trying to make it be like, hey, we're going to fuck. So I give you your drink, and I comment out loud. I said, I think I'm going to take her back to the room. I'm going to get her bottled water. And everybody's kind of looking at us kind of side eye like, okay, whatever. But, you know, I wasn't going to make a big show out of it. No, and the people that do the hot wifing, they were just all like, all right. Yeah. Go so, go, you guys, you so, know. Yeah, so she, and I, so she and I exit the scene. And it was even kind of odd walking back to the room because, like I said, I wasn't arm around her or anything like that. It was, I'll be honest, it was very transactional. It's still a little bit of an odd feeling to me. And, you know, even thinking back, it was still a little bit weird. But I was it, ultimately, I just broke it down. Hey, she's attracted to me. I'm attracted to her. Now, I will say that was, you know, some of the self-esteem and anxiety things I've been going through. That was a big win for me. I'm like, hey, she's got all these guys here to pick from, seeing everybody naked, and she's picking me. I was like, that's a big fucking ego boost right there. Yeah. 
And I said, I've, I've said that with you a couple of times, you know, even, you know, you being me, by me poolside, I'm like, Hey, I've got it made. I've got the fucking hottest chick here and she's with me. But then like I say, when, when another one's like, Hey, I want that dude out of everybody here. It's, it's a big uh, ego boost, but I'm not really going to go into details on our play. No, you guys had a good connection. We'll just say that. Yeah. And it was fun. And um, it, it was easier when we got in there than what I th- thought it would be. Three just, hours later. Yeah. That's, I, did, I didn't realize that part. <laughs> Because uh, I came back and you kind of looked at your watch and like, really, dude, three hours? I was being, I was not getting on to you, though. No. Now, because you were like, oh, it was 30 minutes. And I was like, no. It and was, I looked at my watch. I was like, three hours. And the husband goes, yeah, three hours. <laughs> which is still surprising. Again, there wasn't anything crazy and it didn't seem like it was a long drawn. I was just, well, it was, it was smooth. Flow. Yeah, it was, it was, it was smooth. Was yeah. She was, a, she was an amazingly beautiful chick and just, uh, just everything about it was incredible. Yeah, but while you were gone, one of our friends, they kept, they were all hanging out and, you know, and they were kind of wrapping up their night and the husband goes, really? A bottled water? We know where he was going. And I was kind of like, what do you want him to do? It announce where they were heading? Like, they were just trying to make an exit nicely. We weren't trying to make a scene. No. And that's just the difference, like I said, in the, the hot wife stuff versus some of the lifestyle hookups. It's just, it's so different. I think I like more of the transactional stuff. And that's kind of how I am with stuff. I think that's really how we are, you know, since we've re-injecting ourselves into the scene, how we're kind of going with this. Do y'all want to play? Let's look at something early. Let's play at two o'clock. Go get cleaned up. Go to dinner and then go out. Let's not do this shit back, you know, the reverse dating. Yeah, I don't need to hang on you all night long for you to be interested in me. You either are or not. That And that's what I've said all along in all the 20 years we've done this is, you know, if we go to a club with someone or go somewhere, you're interested in us. Okay, we'll come back together. Just know we're going to, you know, we have this playtime scheduled. I don't need to hang on you all night. I want to go have fun. So I have a feeling some of our stories going forward from here after this event and what we've learned from the hot wifing scene is probably going to have some change and some impact on, on what we do going forward. Now, let's talk about our long walk back. Um, to the room. <laughs> I'm not going to say walk of shame because I was walking tall after that, but hell, we passed everybody and their dog in the state of Florida on the way back to the room. <laughs> we did. Everyone. Holy crap. It was like everyone was Where you been? the doors. Fuck. Yeah. You noticed I was gone? And then you saw Mr. Adam and Kelly. Yep. Which, like I say, this was the end of the night. We were heading to bed and we were going to do our own thing and done for good, but we had to kind of tell them bye because we wouldn't see them in the morning. I'm not even sure how it came up. Did Kel- she ask? Kelly was giving you a hard time because she didn't see your kiss. Yeah. So they were in there with a group of other friends of ours and I'm like, and I, I just told him, I was like, if, if you just got done sucking dick prior to me walking in, I don't want to know about it. And he said, what? And I grabbed him by the face and kissed him again. And Kelly was all jumping up and down cheering. She's like, oh my God, I finally got to see it. That was so hot. <laughs> she was freaking out. It was so funny. We love those two. They're awesome. Now here's the crazy thing. We have been so far out of the podcast scene that they've actually released a podcast since we have. And it was with us on it. So if you haven't heard it, go check out The Naked Relationship and hear our interview. It's one of the most bizarre interviews we've ever done. But goddamn, they're fun. Yep. She ends up calling you Lily. Yeah, they kept that in. <laughs> well, girl, we've been running long. We better end this damn thing. I agree. I feel like let's wrap it up. As you say, wrap it up. I feel like this year's pod pash was a big success, don't you? Oh, I agree with you 100%. Everyone I spoke to said they felt very welcome. Granted, most of this was a takeover, but the people that were there that weren't aware of the event said that they had been to others and weren't welcomed like they were with our group. Yeah, our, I would say our group is like a reunion, just fun and family and everything, you know. 
that's what makes it so great. It's just a reunion of friends. And like we say, it's just a fucking party. So let me ask you this. We kind of gave Secrets a little hard review, but what's your thoughts on that? Well, we grilled them pretty hard, but rightfully so. We're going to be upfront and honest with our reviews. I would say that we would still attend events at Secrets. I just kind of felt let down. Honestly, for the money you spent and the notoriety of the resort, I expected more out of it. Well, hopefully they improve and it's better next time we go. Let's finish this up by saying thank you to everyone that has remained faithful to us on this or is just now joining us by chance. And I want to thank a lot of the people that had reached out to me during your time of uh, disappearance, (laughs) I guess you could say. My lack of mental stability, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I was trying to be nice. (laughs) We can be honest. I I don't sugarcoat anything. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for that checked in on me and checked in on you. You know, that means a lot to us. So going forward, we hope that we can release episodes on a more timely manner. Yeah, I think that we'll get it figured out and get back on our routine for sure. So, Miss Kimmy, send us out here. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and let's go Flamingo. Thank you for listening. Please reach out to us and let us know your thoughts. If you're interested in reaching out to us, you can find us on Twitter at SwinginFlamin1. We are on Instagram as Swinging Flamingos. We can also be found on Facebook as Swinging Flamingo Podcast. Be sure and check out all the other great shows on Full Swap Radio. And be sure and grab our sexy merch available on FullSwapShop.com. And as always, let's go Flamingo! I, one thing I like to do is I pick a place, like some random town, and then we go to that town, and then we check it out and see what there is, have a drink there or whatever. With Texas, there's all sorts of little kitschy roadside places. And what did you say? Kitschy. Kitschy? Kitschy. I think it's a real world. Kitchen? Oh, kitschy. 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 And you make fun of me for saying words wrong. <laughs> you just make up random fucking words, though. I think you just made one up. I'm Gonna we're going to pull out the thesaurus when we're done. I'm going to prove this. Kitschy. Yeah, I don't That's know a, about that one. Okay. <laughs> yep, say beans. Bring the beans. Are you drinking alcohol? No. Oh, okay. <laughs>